everybody, it's us, the Triple Clowns, and we're excited here because it's the Preakness, the second leg of the Triple Crown. That's right, and we have some great guests today. Sarah, tell them who our guests are. Oh, we have Matt, Failed to Menace, Ryan Dickey, Gary Quill, Matt from Armchair Handicapping, and a dear guest of ours, a dear friend of ours, Wendy Oriel, as well. That's right. We have a lot of handicappers. A lot of things. You guys excited? AJ, Tom? It's my favorite oh. leg. How can you not love the Preakness after a 80 to one shot wins the Derby? It's going to be huge. Let's go. It's going to be nice and hot. It's going to be a great day. There you go. All right, AJ, we'll see you in a little bit. We'll see you in a second, Tom. Let's go into it right now. Our first guest. And now a very special guest. Our favorite guest. Special. Best guest of the day. Yes. <laughs> Best guest of the day. You see him right there. That's our friend, Matt. And that's Matt from Failed to Menace. I guess Matthew. Sorry, Matt. I'm calling you Matt. I go so by anything. Matt. You can call me whatever you'd like. I've oh, calling you worse when you're not around and you give me bad horses. But Go, goes from the best guest of the day to that. So yeah, well, <laughs> hey, listen, that's how bad our other guests are. Let's just put it that way. Um, no, so Matt, we're going to do it right now. We're breaking down the Preakness. No. So break it down for us. What do you think is going to happen? You've looked at this race. Yeah. Tell me what you think, what you're playing, all that other good stuff. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. So I think you're going to expect obviously a less aggressive pace than what you saw in the Kentucky Derby. You don't have a sprinter like summer is tomorrow uh, in this particular field. But that said, I think the drawing in of Fenwick, uh, who is kind of a late entry to this race, does add a different dynamic. I would expect Fenwick to go out, set an a pretty nice and honest early pace. I think early voting is going to be right there as well. Uh, those two, I, I think Chad Brown probably would prefer early voting, maybe to sit off a little bit based upon what happened at the Wood Memorial. So uh, those are two that are going to set an honest pace. It's going to give Epicenter, I think, a perfect trip. I mean, he's the morning line favorite for a reason. That outside post position is just going to set up perfectly uh, for Joel Rosario. And I, I would expect him to rate nicely off of that. Secret Oath, Simplification, probably going to be sitting more mid-pack. Uh, and so the way I'm playing it is I think there's a lot of scenarios where you can see early voting doing well. I'm a little worried about him maybe being a little too close to that early pace, going stretching out a little bit. We saw what happened at the Wood Memorial by getting tracked down by Mo Donegal late. So I'm going to be very chalky. I'm going to play Epicenter up top. Uh, I am going to play... Uh, Secret Oath, the Philly, to come in second. I think she's going to give a big run. She showed at the Arkansas Derby, even with a bad trip, she can pass the boys. I really like her a lot there. And then I'll throw in a little bit of a, a bomb uh, to hit the board in Skippy Longstocking. I think this is a horse at 20 to 1 I really like, is going to be coming in fresh to this race, uh, and was a horse that was making up ground at the Wood Memorial, outran his odds that day at 17 to 1, uh, and has a very similar pedigree to a very recent Kentucky Derby winner and rich strike. Uh, and so this was a horse that should like the distance. Uh, and so that's the way I'll play the top three epicenter uh, secret oath and Skippy Longstocking. Interesting with Skippy Longstocking. One of the things is um, third in the wood uh, exaggerator was third in the wood, skipped yeah. the Derby came back and won the premium. Yeah. So interesting angle there as well. Um, I like it. Let me ask you real quick. Yeah. Before we let you go, um, those are great bets. I'm going to ask you what you're betting in a second. But uh, does it bother you, Epicenter? You said um, outside. And, and when you look at it, the inside's dominated six and in the last yeah. 10 years, big time. Does it, it bother you, Epicenter, out there at all? 
It doesn't. I, I think it just because he's got enough tactical speed to be able to clear most of that. I think, you know, Fenwick and early voting are going to go out in front. And I think he's got enough tactical speed that he can sit third and just kind of draw in a little bit. I think he's got enough class, as we saw, obviously, with that Kentucky Derby effort. If he has to go a little wide around the the first and second turn, not the end of the world. So I really like uh, – I, I think Epicenter will draw in just fine. Rosario will give him a good ride, I think. And uh, it's just a horse that is just – he's been so consistent for – this entire derby trail maybe the most consistent horse we've seen so hard to go against him in a race that seems to set up so well definitely the most consistent horse yeah, i think yeah. there's no doubt um and all right so i'll ask you so you're going with epicenter secret oath and skippy long stocking great name kind of it is um, a great name and i i would love I, you know the horse that i was on in the kentucky derby that Gave a hell of a run with simplification. I was all over that horse in the Derby, uh, and thirty-five to one ended up coming in fourth. I just don't love the inside rail. Uh, and you don't I like just, the rail there with a with a tight turn. You don't I, like think things not fast enough. I just worry about if he if if Johnny Velasquez is going to have to ask him for a little too much to uh, early. He's gonna uh, have and to. I, yeah. yeah, he's going to have to exactly. And I don't know because it appears like simplification. The best thing Jose Ortiz did at the uh, Kentucky Derby when he was on him was sit way back and stay out of that early pace and showed a lot of ability to come from off the pace. So I, I just don't know where he's going to get placed. I think the margin for error is just a lot smaller on simplification than it would have been if he had drawn a little further outside. I was hoping for maybe a four through six post position for him. So we'll see. I, I, another very, very consistent horse has only finished off the board once in the last well, seven races. Well, yeah, Fenwick and, um, you know, early voting are diving towards the rail. Exactly. Trouble when you're on the inside of them. That's why, yeah. you know, you, you know, it's a uh, creative minister was interesting, but he might just be blocked out of the race. Yeah. Um, all right. So last question real quick. So we know who your top three is. What are you playing? How do you play this? Are you playing um, pick threes, pick fours, pick fives, pick six? Like, yeah. what do you do here with this race? I single epicenter. Uh, that's, that's kind of, that's my level of confidence in him. And I think that's, if you're going to play chalk, that's the way you got to play it. I mean, I, I think that, yeah, if you're if you feel that this is the horse that's gonna you know win, and you're looking at six to five morning line, there's no sense casting a wide net in this race. Uh, I, I think the I think this is a very top heavy field, uh, and so I would be very skinny in this race and in those sequences. And for me personally, I'm just gonna single Steve Asmussen's Colt, and I think he's gonna get it done in the second leg. There you go. Huh. And what do you think about if he wins here? Does he yeah. go to the Belmont? That's a good question. I, I hope he does. I hope he does. I mean, I, I think that that would be a lot of fun to see him and Zandon lock back up again. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't really necessarily like him very much at the Belmont. Uh, that would be a very grueling task uh, for a horse that, like I said earlier, has been firing off for the last five months. Uh, and you'd have to like some of the new shooters. I know a lot of people are really high on We the People uh, coming off that Peter Pan effort, mm -hmm. uh, looking ahead. Zandon, obviously, potentially Rich Strike. So uh, there'd be a lot of new shooters welcoming him there. But I, I hope, I mean, it's always fun to see a horse try to run in all three. And uh, it would be just an incredible effort. I, I can't think of a horse recently that's lost the first leg and then come back to win the next two. Uh, that does not happen very often. No, not recently at all. Yeah. I'm sure it happened in the 80s or win the last two. Oof. Yeah. Um, so no. it would be an interesting piece of history to observe. Easy yeah. goer came this close. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't you know? That's, yeah. that's as close as I can think of that happening, really. Yeah. You're right. That's that. That's interesting. All right. So there it is. Is there yeah, any other questions? 
No. All right. Fantastic. I like it. Well, thank you, Matt. Tell everybody where they can follow you, look at what you're doing and everything like that. Let everybody know. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on Twitter at the handle at Failed to Menace. I have live streams for different races, stable dual plays, articles, whatever. Uh, try to engage with people. Try to always put out a lot of good content every week for the big races. Absolutely. Yeah, no, he really does, too. And people are very interested. He, he always gets back to people, talks to people. Um, probably more than he wants to, quite honestly. Horse <laughs> racing people, you're all crazy. Let me tell you, um, you're into it. I love you because of it. I love you, but yeah, um, he, he's always working. He really is on this. So and Matt, he's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, so check him out. Make sure Fail to Menace at Fail to Menace. He'll show you everything there. Um, check him out, definitely. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. On to the next. All right. And as you can see, he is here. Ooh. The fourth clown of the apocalypse. He's got the shirt on and everything. That's him. Everybody knows him that's watched our show because um, he is the fourth clown of the apocalypse. I think everybody just knows him. And that's Ryan Dickey. Ryan, welcome to the show and the Preakness. Preakness. Give it to me. Break it down. What's going to happen? Um, a new shooter is going to win. I don't think uh, I think that Kentucky Derby race of epicenters was great. Ninety nine point nine times out of a hundred, he should have won that race. He just didn't happen to get it done. Uh, I think it's going to take a lot out of him. I don't really think that it's going to be a big shock to anybody that I don't want to take the odds on. He's going to be odds on favorite when it's all said and done. So there's no real real um, shock that I don't want to take epicenter. He's a good horse. He's going to do some great things. I just don't think this weekend coming after that uh, Kentucky Derby run is going to going to be the, the winning move here. Um, I'm going to go with Chad Brown's early voting. Seven to two on the morning line. I think that's about fair. I think that's about what we'll get on him. Um, I've read a couple people's um, opinions and. I think that I'm going to split the difference. I think seven to two sounds about right for me. He should be, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. He should be somewhere in the very front of this pace. I think uh, him coming in fresh off of what, six weeks mm -hmm. since his last race, I think he should be pretty, uh, pretty charged up, pretty ready to go here. Yeah, so 42 days. So his last race was in the Wood Memorial 42 days ago. Came in second to Mo Donegal, who ran a very good race. I just I like early voting here, and I don't think it's really that difficult for me. I looked at the uh, past performances yesterday, and um, I do like Secret Oath to hit the board, but I don't know if she's going to win. Um, I might want to use her on a couple of uh, horizontal tickets uh, just to be safe. But for me, I think it's pretty easy for me to go with early voting here. Near the I front, stays the front, it. and wins. Chad Brown angle, which we talked about a couple of times. Mm -hmm. She probably gets sick of hearing. Um, did that move before a few years ago with cloud computing? Same move. Mm -hmm. um, interesting. So um, absolutely early voting, early speed. Great. Um, so I'll ask you, so you're going to go big on early voting. I actually think we might have an uptick of that. That's 72. I mean, unless he becomes like the real sexy pick, mm -hmm. which I feel like might happen after talking to people. But I feel like Secret Oath is going to take a little more money. Yep. I think Episode is going to take a lot of money. Lot. And I think, oddly enough, I think early voting might go up a little. 
I do think seven to two will be low. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So if you could get that horse at five, six to one. Ooh, all day, I, right? I would, I would, I would really like that. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't think is far off, far off it, unless they watch this show and they see Ryan Dayton. <laughs> I picked the horse as well later yeah, right, on. Right. And then we're definitely going to get at least eight to one. Uh, <laughs> wow. I, I like the way you think. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so Ryan, last question will be, um, how are you going to play this race? Or do you know yet? How are you going to play? Like, are you going to play exotics? Are you going to play something up to this? And if you do, what's it going to be? Are you going to single early voting? What's it going to be? I mean, I'm more of a horizontal player, so I'll be, I'll be uh, looking to see how this is going to affect my pick five tickets, my pick four tickets. Um, I haven't really looked too hard at the race before this, but there's a good chance for getting some doubles. Um, but I'm happy that Secret Oath is in the race because she's going to take some money. And if I had to take a trifecta, if I wanted to play a trifecta in this race, I would have to play it with early voting on top. And then I would have to play against Secret Oath because I don't want a early voting and Secret Oath on the you know the top three in my trifecta because it's not going to pay anything. So um, I'm mostly, like I said, mostly horizontal. But if I do a trifecta, I think I'm going to leave her off. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's smart. Early voting. Is yeah. there is there another one um, that you think could hit the board at a longer longer odds? Would it even be? I don't think simplification is going to take a lot of money. Which uh, you know maybe. It's a decent horse, or creative minister, or you know, we've heard a couple other ones. Is there one you'll throw in there in the exotics that no one talks about? I mean, I look at the two California horses, Happy Jack and uh, Armenic, and I just, you know, we got a Yak Teen horse and a Doug O'Neill horse here. I mean, I might want to, I might want to throw the the two California horses in there. There you go. Oh, those will definitely be prices, especially. It won't, it won't. It won't be like the Yak Zacta I try to play in the Derby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Yak Zacta. With I think Ruby. that Yak Zacta affected a lot of yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call like we call them. Um, we call them Baftine. Baftine. Well, training. I'm I'm pumping the brakes on my public hatred for that man because uh, it's not good for anybody. So there you go. It's not good for horse racing. I agree, Ryan. Look at look at you. I'm, I'm growing as a person. Ryan Dickey growing up before our eyes. Aww, this is unbelievable, everybody it. out there. Look at him. He's he's growing up, taking him long enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for myself, Ryan. But I know. Th- right, I think Ryan, if I, I think if I I think if I wasn't still reeling from yesterday, I think I would probably have something different to say. But that's how I feel. That's how I feel today. <laughs> this is today. We're gonna to quote you on this now. I, I reserve I reserve the right to change my mind at any time. <laughs> it's called right. being a human, Ryan. Especially <laughs> one year. All right. Uh, thank you there so you much, go, Ryan. Yeah. Thank you. Ryan. Um, you want to tell anybody where they can follow you or see you or anything like that? You don't have to. Just look at the fourth <laughs> clown of the apocalypse or yeah. anything. You can follow me on Twitter. Um, some people do. Some people don't. There you I, go. I, I, I'm blocked by a couple people. Not a lot. So are we. It's kind of exciting. Isn't that weird? Probably some, probably some of the same people, I'd imagine. I think so. I go, I'm going with all the same people. Yeah. We go hand in hand. You block Ryan Dickey, you block us. You block yeah, us, you, you block Ryan Dickey. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, Absolutely. thanks yeah. again for having me. I, I wish I had something really cool to say about the Preakness, but I mean, I just look at it and early voting just, just stand out for me in this race. 
Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Like you back to what you're doing out there in Vegas. Woo! Woo! <laughs> we'll see you, buddy. <laughs> well, here we are with our, is this, I would say what, the best guest? So I think this is the best guest. Best guest of the day. That's oh, right. Yeah. Of the day. Thank you. Well, ever, ever. I'm sorry. Best guest, <laughs> ever. Only guest of the day. Uh, and obviously we're talking Preakness because that's, it's the Preakness show. And it is Gary Quill. Gary, break down the Preakness for us. What's going to happen Tell us what, what's going to happen. Well, everybody's, uh, you know, just writing off the Preakness as another race because everybody just thinks Epicenter is going to, you know, walk home backwards, as my dad used to say, you know, the sure thing in the Preakness. And we saw what happened in the Derby. Yeah, he does, you know, on paper, Epicenter looks like the best horse, but there's some interesting scenarios that can happen. And, you know, Epicenter has just been a model of consistency. You know, I personally, I, you know, I played against him in, in the Derby. So even if by some chance I would have thrown in a rich strike, I, I still wouldn't have had Epicenter. Um, just for the record, I think my top three picks Finished 13th, 17th, and 18th. So, you know, I, it, it, you know, I can't say, you know, I was on, I was on Messier and uh, um, a couple other ones that I already forgotten. But anyway, uh, so yeah, the Preakness, interesting in, in that, uh, you know, early voting who could have run in, in the Derby decided not to, which probably was a good thing since he's, the early pace factor and then a, a late entrant or 11th hour entrant is Armanac, uh, who's the seven horse. I, you know, I can't, you know, Keith Fusel the morning line odds maker at Pimlico. Keith, I know him well, he does a good job. Personally, I, I don't see the, you know, 12 to one, I think that's a that's a little bit too kind for Armanac, who ran behind Happy Jack in the Sandia Derby. You know, if if you who Happy Jack's coming to to run in the Preakness, he's one of uh, four horses, three horses who was in the Derby running back in the Preakness. So uh, you just look at Happy Jack and Armanac's last two races or last race, and if they would have switched and and run if Happy Jack would have run in the race that Armanac did, and Armanac would have ran in the Derby. I think the result would have been the same. So I don't see how Happy Jack is thirty to one morning line and Armanac is twelve to one. But supposedly Armanac is supposed to help with the pace scenario. But I mean, everybody's already forgotten that Epicenter can easily just go to the lead, you know, not take any chances. Rosario take no chances. And he could, you know, challenge early voting uh, for the early lead. I mean, that's the pace I see happening. I really don't see Armanac being, you know, the, the, the speed that's going to run with early voting. I actually see Epicenter who's going to have to keep early uh, voting honest. Um, as far as since I told everybody how horrible I did in, in the Derby, 
Um, I'll pat myself on the back and break my arm because uh, myself and and fellow triple clown AJ uh, picked Secret Oath in the Oaks, and the my my main reasoning for being on Secret Oath in the Oaks was that I really liked her Arkansas Derby. She had a rough start, rough trip the first part. She made a huge middle move and kind of flattened out in the stretch. And the more I dissected all the other fillies in the Oaks, or at least the ones who supposedly were better than her, I just found holes in them. So, and you know, I got lucky with Secret Oath coming through, but now I'm doing the complete opposite. I'm tossing her. And here's the reason why. I mean, Philly's running back two weeks uh, is, is a big ask. And people will say, oh, well, Swiss Skydiver, you know, beat Authentic, who won the Derby. Well, if you remember, that was the COVID years of the, yep. uh, the Derby and Preakness. And there was four weeks between those two races. Somebody will say, somebody, somebody will say, oh, well, Rachel Alexandra won the Preakness two weeks after. Well, you know what? Rachel Alexandra made a mockery of the Oaks, won by 20. She came back two weeks later and almost got beat by mine that bird. I knew Rachel Alexandra. Secret Oath is no Rachel Alexandra. So Secret Oath is the is the Philly. Agree. At low odds that I'm going to take a stand against. All right. So you're going to stand against it. So so what are you going to have you? Like, who's your pick here? You're going with? Well, it's going at the center out. Drum roll. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, I'm, I'm going to try to beat Epicenter. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, just, you know, if the earth stands still for a minute and 58 seconds, you know, on Saturday, uh, I'm looking to beat Epicenter. So I, I'd probably put Epicenter underneath in an exacta. And um, I think simplification uh, is the horse. And, and here's the reason why of all my years of covering the Preakness and going out there a week ahead of time before all the other national media shows up, there's always been like one Preakness horse from out of town who comes early and, mm-hmm. and, and like all, you know, I, you know, I'm tired of seeing the same horse because all the other ones don't show up until a couple of days before the Preakness. Um, after way back when Louis Couture's ran in the Derby, showed nothing in the Derby, Nick Zito brought him to, to Baltimore and Pimlico early, and he, you know, he wound up winning the Preakness. I believe Lucas did the same thing with Oxbow. Um, the year that I'm gonna, everybody's gonna jump on my back because I, I think it was, uh, I'll have another. When um, there was a, a, a another horse that had a horrible trip in the Derby, he came early. So ba- basically, what I'm saying is, for whatever reason, the horses that come to Baltimore early get used to the atmosphere, get used to the track, seem to do very well. And this year, that horse's simplification. Antonio Sano brought him like two days after. Uh, he's been he's been on on the ground since 
you know, the Monday just after. Hanging out too, just hanging out. I've, I've seen a lot of that. And yeah. Like it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like Gary, when, when, you know, when you're an athlete or anything, when you do a show or something, when you go to a place and you're used to it, the away, it's nothing about the stadium or things like that. It's about sleeping in your own bed. It's about knowing where to <laughs> walk right. to the store. It's yeah. about it's about all these things that people don't realize. And it's the same with the horse. Yeah. It's probably harder with the horse because you can't explain it to him. Like, here, right. like I'm in a new spot. <laughs> but a couple of days goes by. He sees the same groom. He sees the same horses walk by him. They get comfortable. They yeah. get easier. I mean, no yeah. one makes sense. He knows the track, starts to know the track, starts to know the turns. It's it's actually right. it's a it's a it's a great it's a great way to look at it. And Gary, you've got you've got a lot of you're you're gonna be there live. Yes, I will. You're, you've got um, you're gonna be at Timco uh, pretty much the whole weekend, right? Yeah, I starting actually Thursday. I, I plan on being there early in the morning to see the horses on the track, stay all day for the races, go back to the barn. You know, I, I'm big on seeing horse flesh, which doesn't help right now, as I'm telling you who I like. Right. But, uh, you know, they, you know, horses, you know, Tom, uh, <laughs> Tom uh, bought the book that I suggested him and AJ and he's a believer right. in, uh, you know, fit physical attributes, positive and negative that horses show. Um, so, you know, that, you know, that's one thing. But as far as uh, maybe uh, another horse that you put underneath in the triple, uh, you know, there, I hate, I hate the phrase when, when the, for Preakness every year, any horse that's not, that didn't run in the Derby. It's like, Oh, we got new shooters, I guess for the lack of any other term, but for some reason, I just, I hate that <laughs> phrase. We got new shooters. Well, yeah. the fact of the matter is since 1984, yep. there's only been four horses who didn't run in either the Oaks or the Derby that has won the Derby. So Randy's shaking his head. Yeah, me. because it's funny because I looked up that number and everybody keeps saying new shooters. And I think it's happened once or twice in the last 10 years or once. Yeah. And it's, and we only have one real, you know, Derby horse. We have one that, you know, um, yeah, I think we have, you know, two. I'm sorry with that. Oh, Jack. three, three, actually. Yeah, simplification. Well, simplification Happy I'm sorry, Happy Jack. So you have three out Happy of nine, Jack, right. which, which, which is a little different. I believe that's low yeah. for a weakness, but you're absolutely right. Coming from the Derby, but there is that horse in this race, Gary, that, um, you know, with Chad Brown, you know, with the uh, cloud computing, yes. the same thing. Skip the, and, and skip the Derby for a reason. Same owner, same mm -hmm. trainer. Yeah, the the owner grew up in Baltimore. He loves the Preakness. He's he doesn't chase Derby dreams. You know, he's, he, Claridge Stables. They you know they, they they've been there, done that with other big races. So uh, the guy's just all about you know be, being home and trying to win. You know, on his home turf. So yeah, that that that's the. The number one reason, probably, why he said, "Yeah, we really don't have to run in the Derby if it's yeah, something in our favor." It's something interesting that you know out there, everybody, yes. you know, same owner, same trainer, did this before with a horse that won what in 2017, I believe, um, yeah. with Cloud Computing. Yep. So that makes sense coming off the wood. I think Cloud Computing had a third place finish. Uh, this horse had a second place finish. Very, very the same. I think Cloud Computing had better odds than this horse will have, but. Um, you know, not far off. Yeah. Uh, but okay. So 
you're our guy out there. You're our, you're the expert. So when you play this race, don't put a lot of pressure on you. And listen, and what Gary says when he looks at horses, he he takes a lot of that. We will keep you updated. And if Gary tells us anything, we will. I will. So hold him to this. He's leaving a big door open in the back right here that he can run out. Yeah, I, I'll I'll save the good stuff for the people you know that I really like. Yeah, okay. thanks a lot, Gary. Uh, so, so just send it to Sarah's personal Twitter. Don't send it to yeah, yeah. Twitter. exactly. Sense. I'll, I'll I'll see if I feel like sharing anything. Or not. So, who are you playing? If you had to play right now, what would you be playing? You playing exotics? You playing you know back end? You I, play I would I would probably play a trifecta. It, you know if. If, uh, you know, simplification does, you know, um, passes my eye test, I, I would key simplification, putting, um, you know, the chalk, you know, epicenter uh, in the second hole. And I'd probably put about, you know, put about three or four prices underneath. Um, I, you know, you know, it, the... I think the interesting horse is Happy Jack. If if you watch the race, it, it's not on the replay. Maybe if you go out to NBC's YouTube, but if you remember, Happy Jack was in the two hole in the Derby, and they were all in the gate, and all of a sudden he was acting up. They had to back him out and whatever. So maybe the Derby really wasn't a true indication of that he can actually compete somewhat on this stage. And he's just the type of horse that kind of hangs around. He just plods along. He's never, you know, he's never close enough to the pace to, to be mentioned as a threat. And he might be just one of those horses that come along late and, and fill it out your trifecta or, or, or super. Fill and, it out. Yeah. Question is, can he go to the distance? That's, that's the, that's the, the big cut. Listen, I watched the both California horses get buried by Forbidden Kingdom. In the, True. In the, I mean, buried, like both beat them by like over 20. Yeah. And I just can't have any faith in that. After that, when I watching them live and being like, I can't believe in a five horse race, six horse race. Right. Um, but they are putting him back in blinkers for this race. Correct. Wow. Yeah, so that is interesting. Yeah, I like I I I like happy to to mix things up. Really? Yeah. So so uh, you know another price horse that I want to like, but I can't pull the trigger for probably the same reasons why you're against Happy Jack, Randy, is uh, the nine horse Skippy Longstocking. I mean, I watched his replays. He looks like you know he he he's trying. He's always come coming on late. But his pedigree just says he's really not cut out for th this distance. distance. Yeah, he went a mile and an eighth, and you know uh, he he won easy. But you know against against what kind of uh, competition? Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, I really want to to like him and use him, um, but his, his, his I mean his, his dam ran five times, never ran beyond seven furlongs, and he's got a half brother by the name of Moonlight Strike, or did have a half-brother by the name of Moonlight Strike, a couple years ago ran third in the Tampa Bay Derby, then ran you know ran fourth in the Smarty Jones. Um, but after, in his 11th race, he pulled up and was never seen again in the afternoon. So uh, I, I think 
the, the mile and three sixteenths could be a challenge, but then again, he could be one of those that you put underneath to fill out your, your try. And then the other interesting one is the two horse creative minister. You know, they've, the, the horse is nominated for the triple crown. They put up a triple figure in order to nominate him. I looked at his, you know, all three of his uh, race replays. They weren't that impressive to me based on, you know, who, who he uh, beat. I mean, you know, but then again, while the race falls apart, if that happens, you know, may, maybe, but anytime anybody's putting up that kind of money to run in a race, you got to take notice and think the horse is, is, you know, has a shot. So Kenny sure. sure. is no stranger to the, to the winner's circle. At yes. Either. <laughs> yes, he is. There you go. There you go. And, and uh, Tom and I were talking about it before. Um, one for one for 10 or oh for 10 horse for the course. Um, no horse has ever run at Pimico in the last 10 years, I believe. Or nope. one has, one has, that's one. So, yeah, yeah, you know, that's tough. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, that, and and the fact of the matter is, Pimlico only runs about three weeks out of the year. It's exactly. got like, I know, I like it's is it only three weeks because I always feel like it's three weeks. Yeah, and I'm always like, is it really two months? But I feel like it's three it's weeks. It's so Isn't short. That? Well, in the spring, it's like three weeks, and then yeah. they come back. And then they come back in late summer, but they switched it to in September. Um, Okay, that's what it is. I knew they did combine, but it's not much. All right, Gary. So, Gary, you broke it down. Um, I see who you like and who you're throwing out here. It's interesting, but I'm I'm, I'm curious. and, And stay tuned for his picks when he sees people out there. So, Gary, tell everybody where when you put it out there, where they can follow you and see that. All right. I am on Twitter at horse racing nut. And um, I also will do some work for the racing biz.com. The website that I used to do the handicapping and selections for going back a few years, I offered my services in case they were needed. And yes, they are. So, and, and I'm uh, on probably, you know, on Preakness uh, day or, uh, Friday night uh, on the racingbiz.com. I'll have a breakdown of every horse uh, a segment that they call GQ says that I just kind of talk oh, about cool. the horse, what I think the chances are and, and just things to think about uh, when, when you're we, trying we will to narrow. definitely. That is cool. We'll definitely that is share cool. that. Right? Well, thank you, thank you so yeah. much, Gary. We'll put that up there. And I do find it weird that, you know, well, not weird, but it's a coincidence that, you know, Tom and Gary have something in common. They both offer their services, but Tom's in the truck stops at the New Jersey Turnpike. Hi. And but, um, <laughs> Hope to see a Delaware Park so much. Yes. Yes. Thanks, Gary. Hey, no problem, guys. Thanks a lot for having me on. And uh, I, I shall be uh, in touch with you if I see anything that I uh, really like or stands out. You better okay. be. <laughs> yeah it's a so great much. card great great undercard on saturday too thanks gary all right thanks Lynn. bye now all right well i think he might be our best guest of the day best guest of the day and that is yes and that is matt on the armchair handicapper armchair handicapping you can find him on twitter but he doesn't he has an amazing product 
So make sure you guys definitely reach out to him. But Matt, thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. Absolutely, Matt. So we're going to get right into it. Preakness, how's it going to break down? What do you think is going to happen? Let's go. So I think it's going to be a relatively medium pace um, pretty early on. Uh, I mean, you've got early voting. Who's going to get out to the to the early lead, I think. Um, but I don't see uh, early voting getting pressed that much, to be honest. Um, I just I think they're going to be kind of sitting back a few few lengths here and there. Um, and just kind of letting early voting do uh, do his thing. But I, I like early voting the best. Um, I think he's going to save save pace early on, save some gas for later on in the race. And, uh, I mean, his last race out, he showed some late, late pace, um, some strong speed there. So if he can run another race like that, I'm, I'm, it's a no-brainer for me. Oh, wow. All right. Um only thing I'd say right now is I have to ask you, and I haven't, I've, I've bit my tongue the last few times with this. I think, and what do you think about this? The horse Fenwick. I think Fenwick's going to press for the lead. Uh, I mean, why not? I think that's something almost crazy to say. I don't know if anybody said it yet, but I think, and I like early voting a lot. I'm going to give that a little spoiler alert well, from when we do our picks. I like it a lot, but I think Fenwick's going to press. Because why wouldn't he, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree there. Um, I, I guess I just don't see uh, the speed figures kind of matching up there. Um, I think early voting is just going to outrun Fenwick. And Fenwick, I mean, going to give it the best shot. But, I mean, it's going to be tough to keep up with early voting and early speed. Now, you do the numbers, right? You do mm -hmm. these numbers. Have you done the numbers for these this race yet? I have, yeah. Okay, and early voting was the one you came out with, pretty much. Yeah, won't get too much yeah. away because I know. Well, you know I don't mind. Um, is, there, is there anything when you ran the numbers? Was there anything that kind of stood out? That you're like, huh? All right. Um, just kind of the projected pace figures for early voting. Um, my model shows it uh, shows him coming out with that early lead and not getting pressed that hard. Um, and I think it's going to be this, this this race with uh, the distance it is, It's is, they're going to be making a break pretty late. Um, so I was looking mainly at second call pace and speed figures. Um, so I think a lot of horses are going to turn it on right around then. Um, it's just going to be uh, if early voting has enough gas left in the tank to hold them off or um, – if uh, Secret Oath will come in and uh, steal it from them, so. All right. Well, so everybody out there, so so they so you know, um, when we talk about these numbers and everything like that, um, he does a, over an armchair handicapping. Um, he does a uh, basically all these algorithms and, and things that's way over our head here. <laughs> but he does these numbers, and these are the numbers he's talking about. So when we say this, he's actually got a formula that he runs for everything. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but for everybody yeah. other that, and that's what he came up with. So that's interesting. And he does very good. I know that, I know I, I couldn't understand how he came up with that, but <laughs> um, you know, I still go by, I'm like the old school guy. They're like, oh, look at this, you know, Z pattern, I got it. Like I don't, what they come home in, I don't know. 
Um, yeah, so that's good. So Sarah, you're going to say about Secret Oath? Um, yeah, I was just going to ask, like, what are your thoughts on Secret O's? I know a lot, there's a lot of eyes because it's another girl coming in against the boys. Can she take the Preakness um, like we saw a couple years ago? What are your thoughts on her? Um, I think she has a good shot. I think this pace scenario kind of suits her style of running. Um, I mean, she is going to have to put up a, a good fight against early voting and epicenter, of course, but, um, I mean, if this race plays out to her advantage, I know she's going to take it. Um, so I do like early voting the best, but secret oath would definitely be my second. Wow. Over epicenter. Um, interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so right now, and I know it could change, um, obviously, we, we, we are filming this on Tuesday for everybody out there, so don't hold us to anything. <laughs> We're filming this on Tuesday. So, okay, what are you going to play? What are you going to play? Are you going to, you know, play some pick threes, pick fours with, with this, like going into this race, whatever it might be, and what are you going to play on this race? Um, That's a good question. And to be honest, I mean, like you said, it's only Tuesday, so I haven't put that much thought into that yet. Um, I'm going to be definitely looking at some vertical bets, trying to beat Epicenter, um, kind of key in Epicenter in the second leg, uh, coming in that uh, place position. Um, I'm going to play around a little with, uh, sorry, name slipping me, Skippy Longstocking. Uh, that's going to be kind of my value horse I play around with. Um, just with that late, late speed, late pace that this horse has shown. Um, I think if the race runs uh, to its advantage, it's definitely going to be in the money. Um, so long story short, um, I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to play um, this early on, but definitely a heavy one bet on early voting and uh, some sort of one place show just to kind of cover everything on uh, Skippy Longstocking. A couple of times you've heard that horse, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. um, and is this, and for everybody out there, before we let you go, because that's interesting. So we know you're, you know, big on early voting. Obviously, you think uh, Secret Oath will be around. Kind of seemed like you're fading epicenter. Uh, and um, Skippy Longstocking pick up some pieces, possibly. Okay. Yep. Um, are these numbers, do you come up, are you straight numbers now? I know we've talked about this before, but anybody that doesn't listen, are you straight numbers it's all from your model? No, I would say majority of it kind of comes from that because, I mean, that was originally why I made that was, uh, why I made my model was to um, kind of find some edges against heavy favorites, something like that, and this is where I kind of see one of those instances against Epicenter. Um, and I will say, so my model has Epicenter ranked second, but like, like I said earlier, I'm going to Secret Oath as my second choice, um, just based on looking through past performances, kind of looking at some replays here and there, um, which that's something I definitely need to get better at. Uh, I think that's a, a very advantageous uh, kind of angle of handicapping is looking at replays how they ran the race, what kind of situation the race uh, presented them. Um, but no, to answer your question, majority numbers, yes, but also put some uh, some manual labor in there looking back through everything. Yeah, so the eye test as well, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. When you're a young guy, so it's going to take you a long time to watch things where you say if you get better at. I mean, I think yeah. that takes a really, really long time. That's watching races forever to know mm -hmm. like little things and this and that. That's a right. 
of the old guys at the track. Uh, but yeah, that's interesting because I like that. I like the fact of it basically. So you set your model sets like the precedence for it. And then you right. look at it that way. So it's almost right. like you look at your morning lines that way. Screw the morning lines. So if there's a third and fourth horse, second and fourth horse, I can manipulate them a little bit. But boy, this horse that's 30 to one is up to fourth. Why not play him? Exactly. And that's that's kind of why I'm leaning towards Skippy Longstocking just based on uh, kind of the, the pace my model spits out. Um, I just think this pace scenario is also going to be kind of advantage, an av in advantage to Skippy Longstocking. All right, interesting. Um, and we've heard, yeah, yeah, it's good. We're yeah, you're changing my mind, and I have to do more <laughs> even though. Uh, so, uh, but He's now everybody is. You're kind of. It's funny. Um, yeah. Guys, wait, wait till you watch the show. You're actually going to be actually happy, probably or not. But uh. <laughs> That I might be the, uh, the overlay on early strike scenario of uh, the Preakness. Yeah, yeah, that's see, right? that's not. Yeah, we could have yeah. a thousand people on. Like, what are the yeah. odds of, of that happening in the second leg of the Lightning round? doesn't usually strike. We should look right. up that sometime. Where double digit, you know, it's funny. Back I think only odds. like once over 20 to one's coming in the Preakness. Something weird where it's always been whatever. But yeah. 10 to 20 has been killing it in the last like 20 years. It's really odd. That the really long shot doesn't win, but the favorite barely wins. Right. And when the favorites won, it's been like a triple crown winner. Or yeah, and I mean, up. Skippy Longstocking, morning line 20 to 1. And with as many people as you say are saying saying that name, I mean, it's it's going to be somewhere in that 10 to 20 range like you were just talking about. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I thought early voting was going to be an overlay. I, I'm taking that back now because I keep hearing that. No, you've too. been saying it. Yeah. I thought over seven to two. I thought it was a steal. Um, and I thought it was going to be five to one. But I think Secret Oath is still going to take a ton of money from people that don't listen to this show or a lot of shows. Um, it's the girl. Um, Epicenter is going to be <laughs> So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. So, uh, Matthew, let's, let's just say um, where they can catch you and everything like that and where they can find what you do. Uh, so right now I'm just on Twitter, um, armchair HNDCP. Um, that's my Twitter handle. Um, I'm in the works of a possible website um, and finally getting my YouTube channel uh, kickstarted. So hoping to knock all those things out by 6-1 um, and hopefully uh, go up from there. So. Perfect. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. That's and great. He does great work, everybody. So check it out. And that's armchair and I'm and the HNDCP. It's the abbreviation for handicap. Yeah. Uh, if you have to look It'll at it. It'll be down in the description below the <laughs> on the screen. So don't worry. We got you covered. Um, but yeah, definitely check him out and, and DM him as well because he does run a really it's an extensive bunch of handicappers. Um, and Twitter's DMs that they handicap, I swear, 24 7. Uh, yeah, I don't, so there's yeah, always action. I'm on there. I don't think they rest, all of them. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them are really good. They are. Oh, yeah. Great. They're really good. Me. I have to admit, like, I'm like, wow, like, good call. Um, yeah, yeah they, they make some great calls in that group. Yeah. Absolutely. Very, 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 uh, very impressive, Matt. Um, so, yeah. So, um, and hopefully, good luck with everything. And, yeah. We'll talk to you very soon. Thank you for coming on.
Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it all as always. Absolutely. On to the next. Well, we have, I would say, probably the most beautiful guest of the day and, of course, the best guest of best the day. Guest. Yep. Yes, yep. we have a dear friend of ours, Wendy Oriel, coming on. She is a horse owner. She does a lot for racing out here in California. Wendy, thanks for joining our show. Well, I'm so glad to be back. Yeah. It's great. It's been a while. It has been a while. I know. I know. And I've got a lot to talk about, a lot of complaints, but today we can just stick with the prickness. <laughs> all right good all right and those complaints aren't about us well everybody. no i have a lot i have a lot of things to talk about a lot of drama being an owner you know a lot of people pissing me off getting in my way winter circle drama uh claiming drama yeah. um everything in between you know it's good start yeah i know we and we actually know this because it's funny we talk to wendy all the time but you guys don't see her on the show as much as you should but yeah, Wendy, we got to have you on one time and we're just going to do it straight. You know, our how to fix horse racing, we should get that back on there. And I'm sure you could talk about that for hours. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I think the number one way to fix horse racing is um, pretty much just, actually, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. I, I was hoping I could come up with <laughs> an answer. I was but hoping today, that like the answer would just come to me like that. But then I realized I really don't have an answer. So well, there's so no one has an answer. That's the, the problem. Yeah, no, I have my answer. There's nothing wrong with horse racing. There I'm, you go. Here's, All right. here's the thing. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. I love Bob Baffert. I do. I'm going to say it right here. I love the anarchy in what he's doing. I appreciate it. I love how he's giving the finger to Churchill Downs. I don't like anything that they do ever. They they're bad for horse racing. Actually, here's how you fix horse racing. There we go. Wow. wow. Okay, Wendy. I, I get you. I get you. All right. Let's well, do we're it. talking we're about the week. right now. We're going to talk right, about the previous, but we definitely got to get you on to talk about this stuff, Wendy. Hot topics <laughs> right. right there. I uh, got all the hot goss, hot topics, sexy. We're going to be wearing bikinis. Love it. Oh, it's getting there hot. There you here. go. See? All right. Yeah, See, we already have a show. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. I can wear, I can wear a, 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 a thong oh, right God. now and no one would know. I have one on Prove actually, it. oddly enough. Good thing. I, I hope I don't have to move the camera because it's going to get awkward. All uh, right. Well, let's see it. <laughs> I'm going to be moving in with Wendy after the show. So <laughs> Until she sees me in my thong and then she's going to want me to move in with her. I, don't I can't I mean. stand it. I can't. It's too warm in here now. <laughs> All right, Wendy, we're going freakness. Let's, right, let's go. Tell me how this is going to break down. What's going to happen here? Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. I love this field. I love this field. I love a nine horse field because it's a nice full field, but it's not so full that it makes it difficult to handicap or a really good horse has a chance of getting boxed in and, and loses its chance at success because of something like that. So I tell you, I love a nine horse field. I think for, you know, even a semi-decent handicapper, Nine, a nine horse field is good. You can get a long shot in there. A lot of things can go. But with that said, with this nine horse field, and although I like it, I think this is a three horse race. And I'm going to tell you, this race, I think I know who's going to get second. And I think that's Epicenter. Epicenter is a really good horse. Don't get me wrong. I thought he did amazing in the Kentucky Derby. That was his first G1 race. And even though the pace was what they call a suicide pace, he still did really good, okay? So with that said, 
I think he's going to be outmatched again. And it comes down to two horses that I think could be him. The first is kind of a little bit of a, an unknown horse. Doesn't have all that much experience, but the experience he has, he's really shown himself to be pretty tough. And that's early voting. If you look at the Brisnet data, which is what I always use to handicap, and that's what's given me the most success with my handicapping, they give pars for the course, what the horse should be at, and they give it as a numerical rating. And um, early voting in his most recent start meets that par, and there's only a few horses in the race that actually do that. And just by looking at it, let me pull it up, he went, he's run three times, okay? He ran a maiden special way at Aqueduct, and he won by a length and a half. Then he ran back in February in the Withers, which is a G3 race, at a mile and eighth on, on a, a muddy surface. And he won, and he won by four and a half lengths. That's, that's really impressive. Okay, you know, I think any handicapper can agree that a lot of horses will win their first time out, but then when they run back, a lot of times they can't even win an allowance race. Or, you know, a lot of times when a horse wins their breaks their maiden, it's super rare for them to win their next race out. They need a couple of tries. So the fact that he ran in a G3 and won by that much, I think that's huge. But the most impressive thing is his most recent start. And that was in the Wood Memorial. And he won. Uh, he No, I'm sorry. He didn't win. He lost by a neck. And um, that was a mile and an eighth. But look at his speed stats. On Brisa, it's 111. That's super rare to ever see that. 111 Brisnet speed stat. So he has it. He's par for the course here. I like him. Now, it'll be his first G1 race. Maybe he wasn't up against super tough competition, but he went up against Mo Donegal and he only lost by a neck. And Mo Donegal is a hell of a horse. So I like him. Now, my other pick, take a guess. Oh, let me think. Um, the one without um, a penis. The one without balls, because she doesn't need them. It's Secret Oath. Okay, so <laughs> she's the other one that's par for the course. There are only, when I was looking through this, I only found two horses in the whole race that had stats that were par for the course, and, and Secret Oath was the other one. Now, if you look at her, she goes she goes against the boys in the Arkansas Derby. She had a terrible trip, that, and that was the jockey's fault, okay? That was 100% the jockey's fault. And she went from last to second in no time. That is a hell of a move for any horse out there, and she did it. And then she went in the Kentucky Oaks, and she dethroned the two queens, the two undefeated queens. She, uh, she dethroned Echo Zulu who I thought was, you couldn't stop her. I thought she was the next Monomoy girl. And then she dethroned Kathleen O, the undefeated Floridian horse. And then don't even forget, she missed, she uh, she uh, kicked Nest's butt. And Nest is a damn fine good filly. So you look at that, she won easy. And she's going up against the boys again. She's got Louise Sayas on her, who's probably the, maybe the second, or even you might even say he's probably the maybe the best jockey out there right now. I know that you, there's some debate about that. You got Pratt, oh, yeah, Ortiz yeah, brothers, sure. but Luis Saya is really top I would say tier. he's one of the top best. tier guy. Top, sure. top tier, top three, top four. So 
I think that if she does it, she's probably, I don't see any reason why she can't get first place here. She's the only horse in the entire field that has won a G1. So you, you take that, you take her speed stats, 103 Br Brisnet. She's, and here's one final thing to really keep in mind with the Preakness. It favors horses that run mid-pack and have late pace. I was watching the Preakness from the last 10 years, and this could go back 20, 30, 40 years. I don't know. I didn't watch it. But if you look at the winners, 80% of the time they stay mid-pack, about three lengths off the leader. Then in the final turn, they pick up the pace, and then they really step it up in the stretch. And that's really when they make their move, and then they win. And that's the MO for Secret Oath. And with early voting, I can't really tell because he's only got three races under his belt and he pretty much goes wire to wire. But with Secret Oath, that's really how she does it. So here's how I'm going to play it. I am going to do uh, my bet, which is a super high five. I'm going to put Epicenter second. I'm going to put for first and third, Secret Oath and um, early voting. For fourth... I really like Creative Minister. I like Simplification. So I might put those two in there. And then I think I might just all be uh, fifth place. I don't, I think there's certain horses that don't have a chance. So I'm not even going to really consider those for the top, for the top three or four, but for fifth place, it's almost anything goes with the rest of the field. All right. Fantastic. I like that. Super high five. That is Wendy's. I, you know, once again, I'm going to state it, and everyone's going to hear me say this a million times. I thought I was going to get an overlay on early voting till I talked to everybody. I thought I was going to get that. Now I feel like, Wendy, everybody, everybody's you, on your You're on it. You're on it. I think everybody's on this early voting. We'll see what's going to happen. Um, you He's know, interesting. You know, a little bit of an unknown, stayed under the radar, but if you look at the, the improvement, it's impressive. He, you know, steady improvement, speed stats, 86, 91, 111. That's talent. Yeah, and we know you're, yeah. you're as we are in California, and the two California horses we've seen. And like I said, I can't play a California horse. Got beat by Forbidden Canyon, beat by 20 lengths, both of them. Like, it's, that's just, I mean, this is the worst the representation of California in a while. But what do you think was the deal with Forbidden Kingdom? Why do you think that happened? Do you think he well, was just I, going I against easy? No, no, he's he got he's he he got hurt. He has um they said it could have been anything but even hay in his lungs. He blew up and he uh, um he yeah, even on the everything um uh, I'm not saying anything breathing in the middle of the race. Yeah, uh, his nuke scan came out real hot and he needed some rest and he needed um he had an ulcerated uh whatever there. Oh, esophagus. Esophagus. Um, so, yeah, he was. I've he had that hurt. happen. Yeah. Some of my horses. Yeah, I'm going to look for him. I, I want to say look for him in New Jersey. I'll just put it out there. Right now. Oh, they're going to um, ship him out? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well. I, I believe. Um, that's my theory. I don't know that for a fact. But. Aim for the Haskell? Aim for the Haskell. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's not a bad move, I guess. Give him some rest. He'll be back. He's not going to have the, you know, he's not done. Uh, but he'll yeah. be back. Yeah, Mandela's very, very conservative with his horses. So that doesn't surprise me that they wouldn't even bother with a, a race at Santa Anita before they they um, are done for the yeah, season. Yeah, and who knows? They might, yeah. if he needs a work, they might give him a race. Who knows? But um, he's resting. He's doing well. 
he's galloping around the track, I believe, right now. Oh, um, good. Yeah, he's back. He's at the barn. He did his hyperbolic chamber and everything like that at San Luis Ray. Um, he's back. He's happy. He seems good. Right okay, well, that's good to know. I mean, yeah. we'll see. But I mean, if anyone's looking for horses to throw out of the Preakness, I would say don't even bother with Happy Jack. Once that's what I'm saying. The California yeah. horse, right? Speaking of losing by a ton of distance. You know, 19 lengths lost, 12 lengths, 10 lengths, 27 lengths. Why is Kelly Mint Farm even bothering? And the only reason, and even if we were in a derby, because you win, on, and I hate when people say it, you had a five horse field. So you got points. You had a hurt Forbidden Kingdom. So you came in third and you got enough points to go in. I know. Good enough. All right. Well, that was fun. That's right. It's always fun here with Wendy. We're going to get Wendy on more often. I think you guys can tell that we need to know her opinion on about a bunch of stuff. A lot of You should do some girl shows, I think. That would be fun. Yeah. I say that because that means I don't need to be involved. Well, I'm happy to come back anytime. Got lots of stuff to talk about as an owner, a lot of good stuff. So anytime, let me know. Yeah, I don't think Wendy's ever going to run out of material. Let's just put it that no, way. No, it's something new every week. Oh, you wouldn't believe like the stuff that, you know, like at my box seat, like all the uh, characters that come by there. And it's just, it's just it doesn't stop. Like, Wait, Is she talking about us? No, no. I wish you guys were there more often because when you're there, I don't have all of the track degenerates coming by the box seat and bugging me. Yeah, we we I, I push everybody away. It's true. <laughs> That's I, I, fine. I I'm gonna have to have like a like a little um not a velvet rope. What do they call that? An electric fence. I was just yeah. I was just about to say I'm yeah. like the electric bug light for people. <laughs> they, they don't want yeah. to run anymore. Have one they of those um, uh, kettle cross. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was. But thank you so much, yes, Wendy. Thank you for coming you. on. Um, always a pleasure. I'm sure we'll see you probably within the next week. Hopefully. Um, and uh, good luck at the Preakness before the Preakness. Uh, and you're going to the Belmont, right? If I can get over my fear of getting on an airplane, I will go. I didn't know you had that fear, but we'll get oh, into it's it. it's awful. I mean, yeah. I just I don't like it. So I really, I really have. I'm I'm because I'm going for a business trip. So I, I keep saying you have to go. You have to go. But also, I'm like, I'm like one second away from sending the email saying, I, I can't, I couldn't make it for some reason, and then I won't go. But I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try. It's been a long time since I've been on an airplane. So. Wow. I didn't know that. That's interesting. I, I don't like that. it. I've flown so much that it's like, oh. whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's interesting. You'll have to have us join you. We'll calm you down on the flight. Okay. Yeah. You guys can come with me if you want. Calm me down is... You'll get drunk. Yeah. If I have, I can use you as a carry-on. I can just put you on my back like a backpack. You're small enough, and, and oh I yeah, that's good. Well, you know, on. if you guys come with me, it could be a business write-off. You know, you had to get the CEO on the plane. Exactly, and there and then, but if I put you in the upper compartment, it's only for a little while till the plane takes off. Do they serve yeah. Bloody Marys in the compartment? I can get you one. We can make all right, that. That's happen. good. That's all I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> all right well thank you right. so much wendy yes. always a pleasure uh you know that uh so yeah so greatness wendy thank you so much big um on early voting epicenter second 
burying up a center second, almost treating him like he's a hanger. But I get that angle. I do, mm -hmm. especially from the outside. Yeah. And secret oath, too. I think it's going to be early voting or secret oath for first. Um, and then either one of those for third. I'm almost positive uh, Epicenter will get second. I don't think he'll do worse than that. But I don't All think right. he'll do better. All right. See, there you go. There you go. All right. All right, Wendy. Thank Perfect. you so much. Thank you. All right. Well, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Welcome back, AJ. Welcome back, Tom. Right there. That, that was a good time, guys. I know you didn't hear them all right now, but we're going to give you our Preakness picks right now. And I know that's what everybody's been waiting to hear. It's ours. Hmm. Mostly mine. But it's ours. So let's go around the horn, Sarah. What do you think? Where, where should we go? Let's start off with Tom. Fantastic. Well, thanks. Th those were some great Man, we we know a lot of people. We have we know a lot of great cappers. And Gary, you almost sold me, my friend. You almost sold me with simplification. I really like your your. I really like what you're throwing down. Um, however, I'm gonna think outside the box here. Everybody who watches off the rail knows I love 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 my closers. Um, and this horse has proven one time and time Ooh. again that he is a deep closer. I'm going with Creative Minister. Uh, this horse has showed that he can go the two turns as he as he did on the undercard just two weeks ago on Derby Day in the Keelan in early April. Uh, his only loss was a sprint, and I think uh, the jockey didn't give him enough time. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming Hernandez, but. Um, I think the jockey was riding it almost like it was a longer, longer race, which thought he might have had more time. Uh, I'm not too worried about. So a couple people on the Internet talking about uh, he, they don't like that. The, the two hole. I'm not too I'm not too worried. But listen, Kenny McPhee knows this track. He's went one here before he's won here two years ago. He won here, I think, about another five or seven years before that. Uh, I really like this horse. I'm very hot on him at these odds. Uh, I'm going to play him. I'm going to play a couple other horses underneath, do a little couple exotics. I do like early voting. I know that's that, you know, going with the popular choice, but you know, Chad, Chad is smarter than all of us. He skipped the derby for a reason, uh, pointed him in this particular race. Uh, never raced at this distance. Could hurt, could hurt early voting a little bit, but um, really going heavy on creative minister. You know, I'll put early voting in underneath. I like that. All right, so we haven't heard creative minister. I like. Yeah, I like that. Um, and and I think creative minister had the highest number in the last race at, at right. in Kentucky, um, which is interesting because no one's talked about that horse and basically ran the best number at Churchill. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, just I, I really like for these three-year-olds, I do like the 14-day. We're not seeing a lot of these horses are not running at – we've never seen it before. We're seeing it with, all, of course, all the derby horses here, but we're also seeing it with, with this horse, and I think it can oh, bounce back. He had the shortest uh, the shortest go-around uh, than any other horses uh, in those previous two races. So just kind of an oddball angle, but Keeneland and Ke winning at Keeneland and winning at the undercard at on Derby Day is pretty is pretty good. Yeah, no, it's it's a good uh, it's a good call there. I mean, hey, listen, and we know uh, 
McPeak knows how to win the Preakness, right? That he does. We all know that. Uh, so mm -hmm. we saw that with his girl. Yep. And, you know, that's that's it's interesting because very lightly raced horse. Extremely. Yeah. And that could be in the favor or I've seen a lot of uh, talk. This horse is unproven because it is so lightly raced. But, uh, that, but the that's, uptick is incredible. And that's and that's that's what I'm seeking my, sinking my teeth into, Randy. I like it. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. AJ, who are taking? I'm well. I had a big Kentucky Derby Friday. Big uh, Kentucky Oaks Day with Secret Oath. And when you look at the history of the Preakness, this is when the Phillies. I don't know. Seem to, especially as of late. Uh, you know, want to show their stuff was racing or was training at five and six at Churchill before coming out here nine to two. I mean, this horse went off at seven to five in the Arkansas Derby. Didn't have the greatest run. Uh, I think was talented enough to win that race. And I like where the coach has entered her. Uh, here in the Preakness, and I think Secret Oath at nine to two probably uh, will be very overbet. But uh, you, you know, I, I really like this horse coming back. And outside of Secret Oath, I mean, Epicenter is always someone who, who obviously the public has very mixed feelings about. Uh, people either like Epicenter or they just yeah. absolutely despise this horse. And could win this race? Yes. Uh, are there going to be plays where I play Epicenter? 1,000% there are. But uh, for the sake of this, I'm going to go deep. And maybe I'm reading into the fact that we just had an 80-1 to 1, uh, Kentucky Derby winner. But I like the seven, Arma, Armanac. Uh, when you look at this horse, just didn't have the greatest Santa Anita Derby and, and literally, or, uh, you know, and San Felipe, but before that, you know, got the win at Santa Anita in the, um, main special weight weirdly came back and got a win in a three-year-old allowance race. And now you're going to put Irad Ortiz in the irons. I don't know, maybe the Lasix, um, well, didn't take Lasix in those. Greatest best race, so I guess that's not a thing. Yeah. But I like I like getting the confidence uh, of the three year old win. Now comes back into a race like this, and we is weirdly an underdog. Uh, Lemon drop kid. Um, yeah, that's what I love. The, I love the pedigree. Yeah, uh, quality road. Mm -hmm. Lemon drop kid. Lot to like there. Uh, so twelve to one. I'm gonna take a shot there too. And again, like I said, maybe I'm reading into the whole. I don't think this three year old class is that great. So I think there's a lot to like uh, in, in a lot of these horses. And the other one's going to be Skippy Longstocking. So uh, how many, I don't know how many people have talked about this horse Hot on the pick. show yet. Hot pick. Yep. And, um, you know, I'm not a fan of that wood and uh, how, how that played out. But this horse did end up getting third. Before that, got got the allowance win down at Gulfstream. I don't know if we've seen what this horse can do, but has already been up here at Pimico training. That's right. That That's to good. me was huge on a twenty to one shot, especially running fifty nine five furlongs last out. Improves every single time it's ran. 
uh, as far as speed figures go. I know it, it's now faced two horses in this race, never beaten either of them. But at 20 to 1, it's like, hey, let me take a shot here because it's the preakness and who knows what's going to happen. All right. Seven, nine. All right. Well, secret, nine. secret, yeah, secret oath and the seven and nine. Yeah, um, yep. I watched. Um, it's hard for me to ever bet Agmatic when I watched Forbidden Kingdom beat that horse by like 30. It's well, but it's Forbidden Kingdom. It's it's still hard to watch that live and be like, uh, this horse can't run. That's all I'm saying. Um, anybody, <laughs> um, you know, that's a tough one. And you know what? It's a Baffert horse. Let's face it. Yep. Um, sure. It was one of the ones that were there in the race to screw with them. Um, yep. So that is a one thing you got to look at because that was a pawn in the game. And now he's in the Preakness. Uh, yeah, no, interesting. Uh, yeah, a lot of people on Skippy Longstocking. Um, you want me to go? Yes. All right. Uh, I think it's going to be easy for me. I'm really big on early voting. I do think, but here's the thing that everybody keeps saying that I don't think is going to happen. And no one's talked about this, I don't think. I think Fenwick's going to push for the lead. Um, yeah. Why not? Right. Early voting, I think, will settle in. I don't think it matters. We'll beat Fenwick. But I don't think early voting is going to be in the lead. I don't. I think Fenwick's going to break like a madman and go. Why not? It's your only shot. Draw a line through his last race. That's, you're Horse so right. Taurus can burn. Can he win this race? No. I don't think so. But he can burn. So that's going to be a weird thing. So if there's a pace duel and early voting can't settle down, Sure, it comes from Epicenter. We talked about that. The inside horses, I don't know where they come from with the two's not good, Tom, because that's one before. It's better than having the eight or the nine. Um, I'll tell you that. So I don't mind the two. Tight no, turn. No. Close no. to the turn. And, and, and and that's, what you're saying is one of my one of my things. I think they're all gonna burn each other out. That's why I think he's gonna come up, come up on the end. Yeah, I like him too. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go early voting, but I do like picking up the pieces here. And I'm gonna fade Secret Oath because I don't think she can bang with the boys. Um, I think she proved that. I think that Oaks that no one came back for basically proved that. Um and no offense to her, I think she's a good horse. Who knows? Uh, but it's not like Rachel when she won by 20 and a half. The New York, and then comes to the Preakness and barely beats my not bird. There's a dip that's a different horse. Um, so let's just put it that way you can't compare Swiss Skydiver because of the distance between the races. That's a Philly coming back in two weeks the compared weird. to a Philly coming back in four weeks. Mm -hmm. Big difference, and you're not Rachel, you're not. Um, and that's it. Uh, so let me fade her. I'll fade up a center just because of the post, but probably the best one. So I'm going to play early voting. I like to pick up the pieces here. Um, creative minister, uh, simplification, and um, Pippi Longstocking there. Skippy Longstocking. Skippy Longstocking. <laughs> uh, so, so, but basically, I'm not playing four. I'm going hard. On secret oath here. Not secret oath. Not secret oath. I mean, I'm fading. fading secret oath. <laughs> um, I'm fading the two favorites that are going to be the favorites. Now I don't know because I feel like early voting is going to be the favorite. I think you're uh, right because mm -hmm. everybody's taken. I mean, so but I really like. I do really like the numbers on it, and like I've said a million times during the show, Chad Brown's done this before with cloud computing. 
same move. Yep, same move. Um, and knowing those owners and trainers that just like the Preakness, mm -hmm. seems like a good play to me. Episode is not a world beater. If he shatters my ticket, I won't be surprised, but I won't make any money. So give me um, early voting all around with Creative Minister uh, Skippy Longstocking and Simplification. And let me fade the other two. That's what I'm doing. All right. One, two, five, nine. Which is really heavy. weird because if those two don't hit the board, that'd be really odd. That would be odd. Going price. All right. Well, um, I am as well on early voting. I'm not going to say much more about that horse. You know, I was kind of high on the Skippy Longstocking before we even went into everybody. And I was kind of shocked. The amount of people that talked about this horse, um, and now AJ, now Randy, but I am on the nine as well, Skippy Longstocking. I mean, this horse is just, I think the performance and the numbers it's been throwing up, you know, they don't lie. Uh, really, really talented horse. And I also, I'm with, with both Randy and Tom here with Creative Minister. I agree with Tom saying that closer to the rail and the tight turn, just like Randy had mentioned as well is only going to benefit this horse. Hasn't right. run graded company, hasn't been against tough company at all in his career, but there's a shot here um, with how, how Pimlico plays out with their with their tight turns. Um, so I, I just did three. I did the two, the five, and the nine. Um, so we'll see. I agree. I know no. Randy was all excited during the draw. Like, yeah, early voting is going to be this, like, hot pick. No one's, no one's going to look as hard into it. And of course, he came out to seem like one of our, our top favorites of the show, at least. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, I, every, we got everybody covered except for Fenwick and, and Happy, uh, Happy Jack. Jack. Yeah. Well, no, we had Happy Jack. Somebody saying picking up the pieces, I guess. Oh, yeah. Gary was talking. Gary. Gary. Yeah. Talked about one of the Jack. horses he talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I like Jack on underneath. It'll be I interesting to see how he I does really with uh, the blinkers coming on to see yeah. how it does. I don't think – I mean, I'd play him in maybe a super. Well, he had blinkers on in the San Diego <clears throat> Derby where he'd be by 13, and that's why he's in. So, yeah. Uh, he did good there, <clears throat> five-horse field. All right, that was our picks. You got them from everywhere around. If you stayed around long enough to listen to all of our picks, thank you. Hit that like and subscribe button. We are the Triple Clowns. We have a lot of things going on coming up. We're always bringing in new things. We're having a lot of fun. So make sure you hit that notification bell as well to know we're doing what we're doing. For me, the D-O-double-G, Randall Johnson, alongside the beautiful Sarah Marie, Mrs. Big News, the Truck Stop Burrito, A.J. Ryder, a.k.a. the coach, and Tom from Tom and Tom Racing. We'll see you later, everybody.